Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to change your life. So I know a lot of people say this whole thing and they leave with this and they end up just telling you to set goals, blah, blah, blah. And they really don't tell you how to actually change your life. But I am someone who went from a situation where they were not a person that they enjoyed being, um, could not take difficult action to a person where now I really like who I am and I'm in a position um, that I would deem successful and that most people would deem successful. So now I can feel like I have the credibility to come and have this conversation. So how to change your life, right? Number one, the first and foremost, the first thing that you have to understand is that you're not your brain, right? So the gap between what we know we need to do versus what we actually do, that's the whole reason that we're not successful, right? It's that simple. I've really simplified it down to the one sentence. And that is the, the gap between what we know we need to do versus what we actually do is the reason for the lack of our success. So the fact that there is a gap at all between what we know we need to do and what we actually need to, and then what we actually end up doing, right? Late at night, I often know exactly what I need to do tomorrow um, in order to have a successful day, but then tomorrow comes, you're tired, whatever outside circumstance ends up dictating your day and you end up not doing the things that you know you need to do or they become too hard and you distract yourself with your phone or video games or food or blah, blah, blah. And so we're gonna talk about how to actually start to enjoy these hard things, the things that we know we need to do and how it's a lie that they're actually hard. And so we're going to get into that. But first of all, we have to establish that we're not our brain. That's the most important thing, right? We are conscious awareness. We are, and not to be foo-foo. I know that, that everybody who's like the guru Zen master says, oh, we're conscious awareness. Well, guess what? We're not thoughts. I can say that much, right? We are not our thoughts. We can observe them, right? Our brain's basically like a radio in our car. And when you tune your radio station in your car and music starts playing, you never, ever, ever think, oh, that's me on the radio. Wow, I have such a good voice. Never once have you thought that, right? But we do this with our brains, right? We hear the radio and we don't, and we're like, you know, oh, this is us. We can really sing. That's not at all. We just recognize that the radio is currently on that dial. That's the radio wave we've selected with the dial. And that's really what our brain is. It's just an antenna and it connects to whatever sort of um, radio station that we choose. And then thoughts come out of that. And we for some reason are attached to them, mainly it's because we don't understand the fact that we're not our brain. It's just a tool in our head. It's just an organ. It's not who we are, right? We're so much more than that. So now that we know we're not our brain, well, now what, right? Well, I want to talk about something called the easy way fallacy. That's what I've called it, right? So often we choose the easy way because we actually are perceiving um, our decision as being what it isn't. And what I mean by that is we take the easy way, meaning we do a, a task that's going to give us a lot of joy in the short term, and we can't, as humans, really project the consequences of our actions farther than, you know, a brief time period. So we take these easy route decisions, right? So let's say um, it's eating that cake instead of a salad, right? Our, our perceived decision is that cake tastes better than salad. Cake's pretty dope. I love cake. It makes my brain feel good. It gives me dopamine. It tastes really good. I'm, pleasure is associated with cake. So I'm going to eat this cake and my perceived decision is that cake is better than salad, tastes better. I'm going to get more joy. That's my decision. But your actual decision, your real decision, not your perceived, but your real decision is if you project that decision over months or weeks even, you'll start to realize that you're farther from the destination that you set out for and that you're actually in a lot of pain because of that decision. And it's actually created more turmoil in your life than it ever created joy. And that's your real decision. And what I mean by that is if your goal, your destination is to be healthy and you decide to eat cake over salad, yes, in the short term, your perceived decision that you're making in that moment is that you've chosen pleasure, more pleasure, but you've actually chosen more pain. You've chosen a significant amount of more pain. The salad was actually the pleasure long term. And when you, associate, when you actually look at the net pleasure and the net pain, the salad is actually 10 times more pleasurable than the cake. So if you actually look at the whole time span of your decision, rather than just the moment you're making that decision, you realize that the easy way is actually the hard way. And it's a complete lie. The hard way is actually the easy way. 
Because if you make these hard decisions now, your whole life is easy. And I, I mean, I really know that this has been kind of beaten to death and it's almost become something we switch off on, but really, really think about this. The hard way is actually the easy way. And it's a freaking lie that the easy way is the easy way. It's a brain, it's your brain trying to trick you. You know, you've tuned to the wrong radio station, your brain's lying to you. You have to understand that because it can't see past this decision. It can't see the ripple effect. You know, there's a procession, like when you throw a, when you throw a, a stone in a pond, right? All we really are focused on when we're doing that is the actual throw, but we're not realizing the ripple effect through the pond that is our life. So these easy way decisions actually completely screw us. They completely pull us from our destination and getting then, then getting to our destination, which is what we really want, which is really going to bring us fulfillment. We're farther from that now. And it creates a tremendous amount of pain and also a lack of confidence because confidence really comes from being able to do what you say you're going to do. So people's confidence doesn't come from this swagger or the way that they speak or yada, yada. The confidence comes from when I wake up in the morning, I know that I'm going to finish my task list. And I know that no matter what happens, I'm not going to make excuses and I'm going to be able to get it done. That's where confidence comes from. The fact that I have, um, to this point, develop some sort of control over my actions. I can do the things I know I need to do. And that's where confidence comes from. It's not from anything else. It's not a trait. It is a habit and a practice. So link difficulty to um, link difficult activity to your goals. So again, the brain works on dopamine. I've discussed this in earlier podcast episodes. Basically, we don't do anything unless we think there's going to be dopamine reward from it, really. That's what the brain um, is all about. But the thing is, dopamine is actually released in larger quantities when we're actually uh, we're anticipating a reward. The actual reward itself doesn't release nearly as much dopamine as the anticipation of that reward. For example, perfect example is Christmas Eve, right? Like Christmas Eve as a kid, you're super, super excited. When the day actually gets there, especially now as you get older, it's really the day itself is not very cool. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, whatever. But the Christmas Eve is, is, is so pleasurable, you can't even go to bed because you're anticipating this reward. And dopamine is actually stronger in anticipation. So if we can link these difficult and boring activities to actually a long-term goal. And the thing is, the key here is the long-term goal has to be so clearly defined and so clearly visualized and felt that we actually are connecting a reward to finishing it. Like if you have a goal, but you don't really think you can believe it, your brain's not going to attach pleasure to its accomplishment because it doesn't truly think it's coming. But if you can trick your brain into knowing, you can basically trick your brain into knowing that you're going to achieve this, this goal, then your brain is going to attach pleasure because it thinks that that's it, that that's coming up around the corner, right? If you're if wishy-washy about your goals and you're kind of like, yeah, it might happen, you know, if I get lucky, well, then your brain's going to be like, well, that's not really motivation. I don't know that's going to happen. I'm not going to have any dopamine queued up for that because that's kind of a lame, um, you know, it's kind of a lame goal. But if you're like, this is exactly when it's going to happen, what it's going to look like, the inside of the house is going to look just like this. It's going to feel like this to drive the car. It's going to feel like this to speak on this stage and be in front of this many people. It's going to feel like this to have this kind of impact and to actually live the life that, I'm, that I've always dreamed of living. And you know it, right? You feel it. You can see the interior of the home. You can see the interior of the car. You can see the stage you're going to speak on. You can see the job you're going to have. You can see your desk or you can see your, you know, your placard on the door or whatever it is, but very, very clear. Then your brain's like, oh, that's a reality that exists. And it's just around the corner. I'm going to attach dopamine to that. So then now that your brain's really attaching dopamine to this future reward, it's going to start to create this cycle, right? And your brain actually forms these grooves over about 21 days. And that's why I'm going to challenge you to do a 30-day challenge here in a moment. But basically, what we can do is if we can keep linking these boring and difficult activities to our long-term goal, then our brain's going to start to realize like, hmm, if I do this boring thing, waking up an hour earlier or making my bed in the morning, I'm perceiving that I'm getting closer to this desired goal that we've set clearly and that we're linking dopamine to, right? So now your brain is like, okay, this is the cycle. Make the bed, 
get a little dopamine in anticipation of the future reward, which is our goal. And then that cycle begins. And if you do that for 21 days, you will create a new cycle and your brain will be completely rewired. So now your brain is releasing dopamine in anticipation of cake or pleasure, immediate short-term pleasure. But if you can start to only do long-term gratification activities and link them to a clearly defined goal, then you will actually start to rewire the dopamine release in your brain. And after 21 days, it's just 21 days of doing this. Your entire brain has changed. Your entire reward system can be changed. So that's why in a moment here, I'm going to give you a 30 day challenge and it's, it can and will change your life. If you just do it for 30 days, then it won't even be hard because your brain's literally just going to be wired. Like how easy it is for you to just slip into eating cake right now. That's because your brain's wired that way. So you're fighting wiring, but after 21 days and 30 days, you're actually able to have new wiring. So now instead of fighting eating cake, you're just fighting doing the right thing, which is these boring and difficult activities as we've labeled them. So here's the 30 day challenge. Start training yourself to, to act even when you don't want to, right? So be the master of your reality, be the master of your actions. So number one is to make your bed every morning first thing, regardless of you know, how you feel, you must do before anything else. You, know, you, you press the alarm stop and then you get up and you make your bed first thing. You don't do anything else. And that is number one. And then number two is you got to wake up one hour earlier than you normally do. So if you wake up at seven right now, wake up at six, you wake up at eight, wake up at seven. And that you have to do these things for 30 days. And it will be difficult at first, but it'll become easy. And then number three is exercise every day for 30 days. It can be 20 minutes, but you have to set a time. And whatever time you set 20 minutes minimum, you have to be there for that long. So if I set a 45 minute goal to work out this morning, I better not leave before 45 minutes. Even if it means I'm just, you know, walking around in the gym or walking outside. Like I just don't come in until 45 minutes is hit. And so you can set that minimum at 20, but you have to be out there for that long. And after 30 days, you'll be able to stack even more things and you'll be able to take action no matter how you feel. And these are three really simple things for super basic, right? If you're not doing these right now, then do these things and really start to stack them. And after 30 days, you'll realize, oh, wow, I can stack a bunch of really cool stuff on this because you created a really great foundation and you just start linking it to that same thing. So the first step is to really clearly define what you want so that you can start linking these three things to that thing. And your brain's actually going to release more dopamine than it ever would for you know, short-term pleasure because dopamine, again, like I said, it's all about anticipation. So the bigger the anticipation, which means the bigger the object out there in space, the bigger the anticipation and the bigger the dopamine release and the bigger the reward linkage. So if you can really create a huge, massive goal that excites you to no end, that is everything you've ever wanted and you're clear about it, your brain's going to really stop at nothing. Absolutely stop at nothing to do that. And, and a really kind of... Um, on the nose example of this, that's a little bit in your face is if you've ever kind of known a drug addict or someone who's addicted to a very addictive drug, they'll call their entire friends list. They'll, um, they'll do just about anything just to get the next high, right? Their brain is attached so much dopamine to that substance that they basically, you know, they'll run through a wall just to get the next hit. And that's the same thing. Like we can, that's a really negative example, but we can use that same mechanism and we can attach it instead of a negative outcome as in, you know, falling back into your pattern of whatever substance abuse problem you have, but you can actually switch that and use it towards your goals, right? So you can be basically a crack addict going after a goal, essentially. Like you have that much vigor, that much force, that much um, inertia. And it's because of the fact that, that you've linked so much pleasure to this goal. And of course, you know, substances are unnatural and it's hard to link that much pleasure, of course. But the thing is, it's the same concept of the fact that their brain is the reason why they're going after this. They consciously definitely do not want to be doing it anymore. But the thing is their brains link so much dopamine. So it's the same thing. We can get ourselves to do these hard things right here, which is wake up in the bed every, like wake up um, every morning and make your bed or wake up one hour earlier. Cause that's a lot. Um, if your brain can get you to do things that destroy yourself, 
then it can definitely get you to make these, these three things that I've told you to do. So that's the same mechanism. And I know it's kind of a, a, a downtrodden example, but it's extremely true. It's the mechanism that your brain uses and that's how we're hacking that mechanism and we're using it to our advantage instead of to our destruction. So the advanced challenge, if you're hearing that and you're kind of like, yeah, dude, I make my bed. It's not a big deal. I wake up at five already. Like, cool, man. You're, this is, this is, this is lame, right? Well, I got an advanced challenge for you. And it's the same. So number one is the same three things, but we're going to add these two much harder things. And these two things right here have absolutely changed my life. Number one is a 20 hour fast every day. So you only eat dinner. And the reason I started doing this is because I audited my day and realized that I was spending every time I would get to a hard task that I really didn't want to do. I would just go to the fridge and start eating food to distract myself. I wasn't even hungry. When I really sat down with myself, I realized, man, I'm not even hungry. It's just I'm bored and I want, um, I want to do something that's slightly more pleasurable than my hard work. So now I completely cut that out. I don't, during my work hours, I can't even eat. So I don't even leave the, I don't even leave the, the office, right? I'm just continue to do my work. And, you know, I'm, you really, you can go 30 days without food. You're not going to die. It's 20 hour fast. Like it's really not that it's very um, simple. It's all in your head essentially is what I'm trying to say. And you're, it's a great exercise because your brain's going to tell you some ridiculous stuff when you're trying this. It's going to try all these different creative ways to convince you that you actually need this food, but just keep reminding yourself that, you know, you can go 30 days without food. It's really just 20 hours. It's pretty simple. Um, and you can eat as much as you want this dinner um, within reason, obviously don't binge, but you can have, you know, a decent amount of food, but the thing is you just can't eat for 20 hours. So for me, you know, I eat every day from three to five and that's it. Um, so essentially you just got to keep doing that. And, um, and that's, it's really, really, really changed my life productivity wise and also just some clarity. And there's some underlying health benefits that I'm not even going to get into, but there's some physical health benefits as well um, that are really huge and that I've noticed. So I, I really, if you're advanced, try the 20 hour fast every day. It's a really great way to really boost your life. And the last one would be a cold shower every, every morning for two minutes. And everyone, again, there's a the whole Wim Hof thing and the whole, you know, sciatic nerve and, or not sciatic nerve, the vagus nerve in your forehead or whatever, and all these health benefits, who cares about that? That's, I mean, obviously it's cool, but who cares about that? The thing that's, that's great about cold showers is you don't want to do them and you get to learn how your brain tries to convince you to not do hard things. So you'll be in front of the shower and it'll tell you like, my brain gets really creative with me, it tries to convince me in these insane ways. And usually it's, oh, you've been doing so good. You know, that's the, that's the one that tries to get me the most all the time. Oh, you've been so productive for like two months. Like, oh, you can take a break off today. Surely today you can take a break. Absolutely not. Because one day turns into one week, one month, one year, and then you're done, right? So it's just great to know the ammunition that your brain has so that when it comes up, you understand what it is. You, you're prepared for it. You've seen it before and you can sidestep it. But that's why these things are so important because when you're doing things that are hard, you get to see the tricks that your brain tries to play and you realize even more that it's not you. Because basically, if the night before you set a goal to take this cold shower, every part of you knows that what you want to do is take this cold shower. But for some reason, your brain's against that, right? And so then you can figure out its tricks, you can figure out its tactics. And on the way to rewiring it, it's going to be a lot easier and easier and easier. It does get easier. It gets much significantly more easy. So do not quit within the first 30 days. I will guarantee you that after even three weeks, it's going to be, it's going to be just so much easier. You're actually maybe even going to start looking forward to it. Um, and that's that's a really cool thing and a very powerful thing. And that's really all success is about. It's about shrinking the gap from what we know we need to do to what we actually do, right? So if we can make that a one-to-one, -one, basically everything I know I need to do, I'm doing, then I'm going to be very successful because everybody knows what they need to do. And that's why I'm not here talking about, oh, what you need to do. Oh, you need to invest um, in this every month for two months. You need to save 10% of your income. Bullshit. It doesn't matter, right? You have to be able, you have to be the person who can do the actions they know they need to do because everybody pretty much knows what to do. You know, don't spend more than you make, you know, 
do consistently hard things, work out every day, eat healthy. Like everybody knows this, but so many people are overweight and so many people are unsuccessful and financially in ruin. And it's because of the fact of discipline and not being able to do what they know they need to do. So that's where this all comes from. So no practical tips other than just the fact of let's start rewiring our brain to start doing the hard things. That's how you change your life. Um, it really comes down to just that. So I hope this episode's been enjoyable. I hope that it's been helpful. Um, I've never really talked about this before, so I'm excited to see how people react. And I hope that some people take me up on these challenges. Yeah, I hope that this changes your life, guys, because it's really changed mine. And it's, it's really this simple, guys. Just shorten that gap between what you know you need to do and what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm.